Hey everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Skipping the Small Talk. This is the podcast where I sit down with strangers and we talk about fears, dreams, and everything in between. Welcome, everybody. Um, Just to give you all some background of what this podcast even is, uh, so two and a half years ago, this podcast was completely an abstract idea. At that time, I was a freshman in university, and I was just in awe of how many people were around me. I go to a really big university, and the fact that everyone was from such different walks of life. There were so many stories, so many perspectives. And so that, plus my favorite quote at the time, which was, everyone you'll ever meet knows something you don't. It really pushed me to uh, get to know these people, have deeper conversations, reach out. And I had no idea two and a half years ago that I would get to meet such incredible people and have the privilege of getting to know them over the course of a conversation, getting to learn from them. And I'm even more grateful that I get to share these stories with you. So thank you for being here. You know, I hope that Whether you're listening to this while working on some homework, doing some chores, on a drive, whatever it is, I hope that it brings something special to your day. Today, I'm sitting down with Sakhi, and over the course of this conversation, I learned so much from her. At the end of our conversation, um, I'll be sharing my own takeaways, but I would love to hear yours too, what you learned, if you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, anything. Um, I'd love to hear it. Skipping the Small Talk is on Instagram, at Skipping the Small Talk. And without further ado, we'll begin. I'm really excited for today's episode, so I'm going to pass over the mic to my friend here, and I'm going to let her introduce herself as much as she wants. Hi, um, my name is Sakhi Kale. Um, I'm a sophomore here. Um, I'm a psychology major, and I've come straight from India. I grew up there, and then I moved here, and my parents are still back in India. Oh, when did you move here? Um, My freshman year. Okay, so you've been in the U.S. for two years, or actually one year, and a couple months. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Okay, I'm going to start off with one question, but I also want to get back to that topic. Because <laughs> um, actually, my roommate is from Pakistan, and she moved here her freshman year, too. Ooh. Yeah, so, like, I know there's definitely a big, maybe not a huge shock, but there's definitely a lot of differences for yeah. sure. But, okay, my first question for you is, what makes you happy that isn't dependent on anyone or anything else? Hmm. I think the one thing that makes me happy is um, either doing uh, videography, like taking videos and just editing them in my own time, or I think coming up with um, stories for my dance. Like it's a very specific thing I like about dance, but just coming up with stories or coming up with things from um, Indian mythology that I could potentially use for dance sometime so it's just yeah. those two things that I do in my free time that I don't share with anyone per se but I just do them because I like doing them yeah and when you say videography do you make your own videos I used to but now I just I just love editing yeah. so now I just take random um, clips of things and I just add them together um, and just start like see what new editing 
things that I can figure out myself. Yeah. I love that because I'm kind of the same way. Ooh, nice. Yeah, like one of my one of my biggest interests is videography. And for me, that kind of translates. I know you said that you take clips from other things and you kind of, you know, mesh them together. Um, for me, that kind of translated into I would just take a video of everything. Like if I would be yeah. doing even the most boring thing, I'd just take a video of it and then try to uh, edit that into something that would be interesting. So I think it's interesting because I, I, what I want to ask you is, um, you know, you said the thing about videography and also coming up with stories that you can incorporate into dance. Mm-hmm. And that all revolves around storytelling. It does. Right? Yes. So you really like storytelling. So I where, when, like, how did you figure that out? When did that start? Um, I don't know. I've been, I've been dancing since I was, what, um, three but it was mainly wow. Bollywood and hip hop, and I don't, I didn't start doing. Um, so I do Bharatanatyam, which is an Indian classical dance mm-hmm. form, and it requires like seven years of training before you can do it. Like, you do your yeah, right? yeah, good. You know that. Good, yeah, yeah, <laughs> good yeah. job. But I'm a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, it. I think over the years, as I started falling in love with Bharatanatyam more, I realized that there is so. So, like, even when you do, like, if you, if you break down, like, Indian cultural dance, there is one aspect that is just pure dance. But there's footwork and hands and all that. And then there's another aspect that is um, expressions. And that is storytelling. Mm. And I was naturally always inclined towards that. Like, I wouldn't care if I didn't have a lot of dancing roles in a piece. But as long as I got to express on stage, mm-hmm. I was happy. And then when I started to find out my love for videography and just, like, you know, piecing things together... I genuinely enjoyed it. And to add on top of that, when I took um, theater in high school, it all just like came together. And I realized that, okay, I genuinely love the idea of um, directing or storytelling in any possible ways. Yeah. How do you, I know you said you're a psych major. So how do you think that you incorporate your love for storytelling in your life today other than dance? Or do you think that it's something that you've kind of had to put on the back burner once coming into college? Because I know you said you used to do theater in high school. So do you think that you can be as involved with storytelling now as you were before? Or do you think you've had to kind of, you know, set that aside a little? I have had to set that aside a little. Only because back in high school, um, I had a YouTube channel uh, with a bunch of my uh, friends. I and love that. <laughs> and um, since we all moved to different colleges, that didn't work out. Yeah. So that was one outlet of storytelling. And then... I used to do that in class, like for my um, high school subject and not having all of that and just having dance. It's been amazing, but also like I would genuinely want more ways to express. You want other outlets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's so crazy because I've been trying to start up my YouTube channel and I do this, dude, I do this really stupid thing where I make videos. Mm -hmm. Like I I record, I film, I edit I do everything like um, on my laptop. Like I always have the Final Cut Pro like, yeah. <laughs> like thing open because I'm always I love editing. Like I love the process of going through and editing. And I have this whole video that's ready to upload. And then I just don't upload it. Wait, why? I don't know. And I you know, the thing is, I've <laughs> I love like psychoanalyzing myself. Sometimes. <laughs> so what I've uh, what I've come to the conclusion is that. You know, I think I've wanted to make a YouTube channel for so Mm -hmm. long. Like, you know, I've been watching YouTube since I was like 13, 12, 13, you know. And growing up and I see all these YouTubers and I love them, right? And I'm like, oh, I could do that. Like, I want to do that. And then I feel like whenever I make my videos, the little, 
I think I have a fear that it's like, oh, what if I finally start? And then it's like my videos aren't to the level that I want them to be. And then, you know, like I just keep procrastinating because I don't want to fail. But I mean, I know I should just do it. But it's you should because I know what you but do you have like this? um, Like, do you show those videos to your friends or is it just like your own? (laughs) No, it's just my own little. Yeah, I don't mind showing them to my friends, but like so far, it's just been something that I do on my own. Mm-hmm. I record on my yeah. own. I edit, and then I you don't should post, start your own channel. I should, but what what I was going to tell you, and I don't mean for this to be like a plug or anything, <laughs> but um, there's this uh, thing on campus called Riot, and it's like a TV show, um, and it's produced by UT students. It's part of like um, her, uh, it's part of Texas Student Media, mm-hmm. but they have a TV show called Riot, and they're looking for people to be part of the crew. Ooh. Yeah, and they have a meeting on Thursday where they're going to be, like, talking about crew roles, and I was thinking about going. So if you want to come, too. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, okay, that'd be so awesome. I, like— Oh, my God, yeah, I that love crazy? that. It is. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, because also, like, your name's around Saki, right? Mm-hmm. So me and Saki were just talking about one second ago about how there's so many resources on campus and so many things going on, and we don't know about, like— even 1% of them. <laughs> so I just found out about that because I have a friend who I met in the most random way freshman year, and then I never saw him again. But um, he's always posting about Riot because he's part of it. So I was like, hey. I literally just messaged him last night. I was like, hey, like, are you all still looking for people? And he said, yeah. So what a coincidence. That, it like, is. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's insane. The universe is just... Putting things together. <laughs> do you believe in that, by the way? I do. I was about to ask you that, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I do believe in that. I feel like everything comes together at some point and then it all makes yeah. sense like six months later. Yeah. Do you believe in that? I do. I like, you know, I used to not at all. Like I really? thought it was like, oh, hippy dippy. Like, you know, mm. like, oh, the universe. <laughs> but I really believe in it now. And I have a story about this. Um but basically, okay, so this podcast also, so Saki asked me right before we started, like, why this, like, how this podcast came to be a thing. So I'll also answer that through this. But when I was a, when I was in freshman year, um, I, like, the thing I was most excited about college was that there's, like, 20,000, 50,000 people on UT campus. I know that's, a like, lot. a big jump, but I, there's either 20,000 or 50,000, <laughs> but, um, I was so excited because I thought there's going to be so many people, so many different stories and you know pathways of life and everything and that's so cool that we're all in the same place right like there's people who are international students who like just moved to the U.S. like freshman year like Mm -hmm. you were talking about or there's kids who you know I mean for lack of a better word are trust fund babies like they were always going to come here like they just they knew it since they were born they're like okay UT Longhorns you know There's people that shouldn't technically be here if it wasn't for a scholarship or financial aid. That's me. Like, if I didn't have my, you know, scholarships and stuff, like, I don't know if I'd be able to come to UT. Like, there's just so many different types of people, and I was so excited. Like, I'm going to get to meet everyone and, like, talk and learn from, right? Because, like, I think I said this, but one of my favorite quotes is, everyone you meet knows something you don't. And that's so powerful, right? Like, everyone you meet knows something that you will never know unless you, like, talk to that person. So I was really excited. And then I came here and I was a freshman. I lived at Jester. (laughs) Good old uh, Jester. Did you stay at Jester last year? I stayed in Moorhill, right in front of Jester. Oh, Moorhill's nice. It is nice. It's much better than Jester. Much better than Jester. (laughs) And I say that as someone who lived there. But you know what? Like, we had uh, the food. So, whatever. Y'all didn't have a cafeteria. It was a minute away for us. So, I mean. Yeah, but... uh, (laughs) 
Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we had to deal with like weird lizards and stuff. Uh, did you guys ever have lizards? No. <laughs> yeah, my roommate and I, we uh, we found a lizard in our room one time. Oh. We found a cricket one time. Oh, no. We found a cockroach. And our wow. RA lived right across from us. And one time I remember asking her, I was like, can, like, can you please come kill this cockroach? I'm really... Because I have, I have this, like, phobia of bugs. It's not even, like, a little fear. It's an actual phobia. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's bad. But I asked her, I was like, can you come and kill it? And she was like... Uh, she's like, oh, just kick it. And I said, no, like, you don't understand. Like, I really can't kick it. Like, I'm really sorry. I know this is inconvenient. But, like, can you... You know, because I knew she was in her room. She was right across. And she had told me. She's like, yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm not doing anything much. So I was like, oh, can you just please come? Do she's it, like, yeah. okay, fine. So she came in and she kicked it out of the room. And then she left. And it crawled right back in. <laughs> Dude, Dresser was a nightmare. But, uh, sorry. Okay, tangent. But my main point was that... um yeah, I was so excited coming into UT, and I found that I wasn't getting to have those conversations with people. Like, I don't know if it's, if it's, if this is has always been a thing, or if it's like our generation today, or what it is. But like, I feel like a lot of the time we're kind of scared to talk to each other. You know, it's like what's happening, right? Like, I'm not having any of these conversations. Like, I met really cool people freshman year, but I was like, I want this to be magnified to a different mm-hmm. level. So. That's what kind of started my idea for the podcast. And then freshman year, um, I came up with that like at the end of freshman year. And then sophomore year, um, I was involved with certain things that took a lot of my time and I wasn't able to time manage Mm -hmm. properly, which is all on me. But this (laughs) year, my junior year, I was like, yes, I need to do it. Gotta do this. And the reason why I brought up the podcast thing is to answer your question about if I believe in the universe and bringing things is because... At the end of my sophomore year, I got onto a lift. It was like, you know how the, uh, UT has a sure ride system? Mm-hmm. That it's like yeah. 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. You can take a free lift. So um, I was sitting at PCL, which is our um, university library. And um, I called a lift. And the person I got into the lift with, like, I walked up to the lift. And he, like, you know, normally the lift, you just go into it. And you just yeah. sit down. It's not mm-hmm. like a formal thing. But the lift driver rolled down his window and said, oh, are you Sarish? I said, yeah, I'm Sarish. And he got out of the car and he opened the door for me and he was like, okay, sit down. I was like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) this is so formal. And by the way, he's wearing like a suit, super tall guy. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what's happening? You know, like, it was I I was like, wow. And I sit down in the car. There's two other girls and they kind of just smiled at me knowingly. Like, they're like, yeah, like, this is crazy, (laughs) right? Like, we've never had a lift ride like this. I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. And so anyway, left that day. He told me he was saving up for a business. He had saved you know, tens of thousands of dollars so far just doing Lyft, and that was his side job. I was just like, wow, you know, like, and and every time, and then I went home, I told my roommate, I'm like, dude, I just met the coolest Lyft driver ever. Every time every, anyone told me, you just need to work hard, whatever you do, just work hard and you'll be successful, I thought of him, because I'm like, he's driving Lyft, but he's still able to differentiate himself just by being such a hard worker. Like, he didn't have to open the door, he didn't oh, have yeah. to, you mm-hmm. know, like, so anyway, Fast forward seven months. This was February of this year. Mm-hmm. And so then in September, um, I'm studying again, call a lift again, walk up to the car again. Who is it inside? It's him. It's him. <gasps> that is so Dude, good. I was so shocked. I was like, there's no way. Right? So I talked to him. He dropped me off at my destination literally like a minute and a half away. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up talking for like 40 minutes. And I was like, listen, I really want you to be on my podcast. And he's like, I'd love to. So I'm I'm gonna I'm talking to him this Thursday. That's so nice. So the reason why I say I believe in the universe is because it's really cool to me that in 
it, at the time that I was serious about my podcast being a thing and I was actually dedicated to it, mm-hmm. it just so happens that then he reappeared. Right? That's beautiful in a lot of ways. That's also what kind of propelled me to to really do this podcast because I'm like, I want to meet people like that, you know? So I do believe in the universe. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like when I came here, like, like I'm a sucker for good conversations. And like I get what you were saying. I don't know if it's just like UT or if it's just the culture here, but... People don't indulge in conversations. Like, even my close friends, they just, like, it's good to have them. And I love them. But it's also, like, I would love, you know, like, true, like, raw conversations with people. Yeah. About, like, anything in the world. And I, I never get that. Like, so when you, like, messaged on the group, right? Mm-hmm. I was so, I was, like, it felt so, I don't know. That was, like, my universe bridging moment in a weird way because, um, Back when I did have a YouTube channel with my friends, I was um, thinking of starting this talk show called Raw Talk or Real Talk. I don't know. It was like, it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. But it was mainly just like a group of people coming together. It's a round table talk. And we just talk about like issues or like vulnerabilities. And it never worked out because we moved to colleges. But I had been thinking about that for, I think that very day I woke up and I was talking to my parents and they told me that, oh, you remember doing this idea? And I was thinking about that up until you messaged me. And it was like, this wow. is so weird. Because, like, I was just thinking about that. And then you wow. texted me. And I was like, that's pretty pretty cool. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so crazy how these things come together. Know, right? Like, it's actually so crazy. Because I totally agree. Like, the lack of conversation. Also, it like, it's a little bit sometimes unsettling to me because you know it the thing is I know there's a lot of people out there that are like us in that love conversation I just think that like there should be something more conducive to having these conversations right like there should be some I don't know I don't know if there needs to be a club called like just the conversation <laughs> club we just all come there and let's talk, talk for an hour. <laughs> yeah like let's start that I don't know but there ha- there should be something that's creating that I don't know what do you think for you has been the hardest part of coming here from India like what's been the most challenging part for you I think it is um it all has to do with like conversations or like that connection with someone because like back in um high school I had this very like lovely group of people and when we met we would have these like we would talk for hours together and I would always leave feeling so like positive, so happy, so loved. Yeah. And when I went back home, I had my parents always there. So it was never like I ever came back home to like just me and having to like reflect back on a lot of things that I wouldn't normally do if I had my parents home. And then mm-hmm. the moment I came here, like despite the culture shock, this was I think one of my biggest um, like shocks that I had to go through and to this day I still feel that way that even though I have such amazing friends it is never like it's not that I want to replicate my friends in high school but those connections that I had with people that just like you know you just talk for hours and you genuinely enjoy their presence yeah that for some reason I've never had here and I don't know if it's like the workload that comes with college or like you know you have your own lives and you're just trying to figure out like everyone's trying to figure out their own path to life in these four years so I don't know if it's that or what but yeah like the biggest thing that has 
been like really draining to an extent is that like not having people to like you know have like a genuinely good conversation or connection with yeah you know i think i think you touched on something really important like i think it is partly the fact that maybe we're in college now and we're all growing and trying to figure out our the rest of our lives and like it's not that carefree fun oh yeah you know, attitude of, like, high school anymore. So maybe, like, all of us are a little bit more serious and stressed. But also, I really agree. Like, it's hard to to have those moments where, like, you leave a conversation and you feel nicer. Like, you yeah. just feel like a better person. You just feel like the world is a little bit brighter. It's really hard to find it's that. It's so hard. I feel like if I had, like, any moments that I spend with the people that I do spend my time with generally, I always leave thinking about the amount of work I have or just like you know oh like you know like okay half an hour I spent with them so I'm gonna go home I'm gonna cook eat blah 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 blah. it is never like hmm like you know I actually enjoyed time that person like it's so refreshing and that feeling of something being refreshing it's just so rare to find definitely and refreshing doesn't have to be from someone that you know you talk to once and that's it like if you just like find the people that you can go talk to and still feel reflected for the hundredth time you've had the conversation. That to me is more meaningful than just like, you know, finding yeah. people just like to have a conversation with. And I think that's right. something that I really miss from back home India. Yeah. A lot of times whenever we do meet up with our friends, I think I read this in a quote or something, but it was like 85% of the things you say in a day are usually complaints. And yeah. ever since I read that quote, I've been more mindful of like, oh, what are the conversations I'm having with my friends? And that's so true because, you know, the thing is in college, we're all so stressed out that like whenever I do meet up with my friends, it's usually about, hey, how much homework do you have? Like, hey, you know, how's recruiting going for mm-hmm. jobs or hey, yeah. how's, you know, like how is this exam? You know, like and it's so easy to complain about things because they're on our mind and they're that. But like. I don't know. Do you believe in, like, energy? Oh, uh, yes. Like, Heck the energy yeah. you give out and the energy yeah. you'll get back? It's so difficult because, like, that's what's on your mind. Like, all those horrible things that have happened in the past. Maybe you just had a bad day for no reason other than the fact that you've had a bad day. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, it's going to be a bad day. Mm. Right? And so it's it's so nice to talk about that. But it's like when you're—where's that balance? Because when you're, like, talking about those negative things that have happened in your day— or just negatively how you feel. Yeah. And that bad energy or that negative energy that you spread out, that affects everyone. And it's like, it it's not even helping you to some extent. Because that's then so that's true. all you're thinking about. Right? So I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, where should that line be drawn? I, because this is one thing that's actually been on my mind for the past year and even into this semester. Like, because back in high school, I never thought about, like, you know, these things. But when mm-hmm. I came here, like, it was... At that time that I started like think about like energies and like how they affect like in the relationships with other people. And honestly, I st- still don't know where that line needs to be drawn. Like I feel like whatever little time that like the, this is what I do now, whatever little time that I get with people, I just try to be as like positive as I can only because it's not just about the energy that I get back, but also that if I know that I leave someone feeling mentally drained it's not gonna it's also gonna ruin their day right and yeah like this is one thing that I've 
been struggling with so much like okay fine i have issues that i need to talk to but to whom like you yeah. know it's just like where do you as you were saying draw the line and yeah. find that balance of energy but it's so true cuz like i feel like the more positive energy you give the more like not just you get the energy but it's like cuz we were talking about the idea of the universe and like all coming together it does like help you or like uplift you in ways like yeah. when i was back home for summer i noticed this like trend in me when i went back home that i used to be the person that you know, complained a lot that you know just spoke negatively about even the good things in her life and a part of that was cuz um my boyfriend and i my long distance boyfriend and i we broke up um in december and in the middle of your freshman year yeah okay. and it was it was always like oh we thought that you know we'd always end up and part right. of what that happened was my fault and you know it's like you just beat yourself up naturally for it and i just was giving out so much negative energy that when i went back home this summer i just realized that in a second i was like holy shit like yeah. wow like cuz back home i was getting so much like positive energy from everywhere that it was so easy to spot the places that i was going wrong at mm. and the moment i did spot those like it was this was i think in june like mid june i started like you know like even even the tiny things like what do you say to yourself in your own head matters like if you keep saying negative things to yourself you are going to give that negative energy out to people even if you don't necessarily say negative Definitely. things and once i like actively worked on changing that like really cool things happened to my summer so uh do you know this youtuber dan mace No. You know Casey Neistat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dan um works with him. Oh, okay. And um he was in India for a meet and greet and um like for a video thing and like yeah. um I met him and uh No way. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And so he's from South Africa and they had this term called bro which means friend and sakhi my name also means friend in hindi and i think two hours after the meetup i was like with a bunch of friends that i met at the meetup like people and we were just having coffee and he dm'd me and there was i don't know how he found me but cuz i tagged him on my instagram story and my account was public he found me and dm me saying that oh, i'm making um a short film like would you be interested and a, a Dude, big stop. and a big part of that was because my name meant friend and his name like his like tagline also means friend and then we ended up making this film where i met um <laughs> this bollywood actress and it was this whole thing and the, the experience of it was just so surreal that like and it just i don't know it just felt like the moment i started out giving like this weird not weird but like just this happy energy out there and just being like you know it's fine like just you don't have to beat yourself up for things that you did in the past it just yeah. seemed to you know be a much happier summer than i would have thought it would be so like yeah like okay, that's amazing <laughs> wow but yeah i believe in energies a whole lot more than i did <laughs> yeah. even a year ago you know i think it's really interesting that you talked about how you realized yourself that you were so oftentimes before the one who is giving negative energies because you know we all have toxic traits and we all have things that we do mhm that are yeah. toxic to other people. It's not always oh, cut off everyone is toxic. Sometimes you're the toxic person. So what do you think helped you realize that you were the one giving negative energy? I think because also I'm a psych student. I've always been like as you were saying like, you know, having just like psychoanalyzing myself. Analyzing yourself, yeah. But I think we all have that trait. Like it's it is hard to like know that oh, you are the one being toxic, but 
you always have that unsettling feeling in you that mm. like you know something is off and a lot of the times it has to do with you realizing not not utilizing yourself but like a stimuli around you that really forces you to like notice those things that you just ignored um for whatever reason and for me that was going back home and just like spending time with my friends who were um my high school friends who were just who were just so incredibly positive all the time and like just talking to them as i was saying felt so refreshing that i started to realize the things in me that did not make me feel that way like for me it's always like you know like why can't we chase that feeling of refreshingness even like through ourselves like yeah. i think in the beginning we spoke about um what made me what makes me happy and like that's one of the things that i try to like keep in mind when i do things in my alone time like why can't we chase that feeling of you know feeling genuinely refreshed after doing something like why does even even work or studies for that matter why does it have to be this whole like idea of like work is equal to stressing out draining right. yourself and that's how it's going to be and like it's not going to change in a day magically because education will remain stressful like jobs will remain stressful but just like chasing those little happy refreshing moments throughout the day like it it what it's what makes me go throughout the day much easier yeah and i think that's a beautiful way to live because there's this um again i read this quote <laughs> um and it said that you have to romanticize your own life have you seen this yeah yeah it's like you have to enjoy that cup of coffee that you make every morning you have to enjoy the commute to school or to work you have to enjoy those things because you know like 90% of life is you know like 90% of life is those small moments like mm-hmm. 10% will be huge big moments like oh my god like you know i don't know it's like oh you just got your dream job or like you just you know got married to your dream person like you know whatever like your your biggest goals in life are but like 90% is going to be just that cup of coffee, right? <laughs> so like, yeah, I totally get that. Like even when you're studying, you should find what is that part of it that makes you happy. And there's this way I found um if you change the way you say things or you think about things, yes, oh my god, that changes. Yes. So instead of saying, "Oh, I have to study," you say, "I get to study." Mm-hmm. Instead of saying yeah. like, "Oh, I have to go you know, walk to class now." It's like, "Oh, I get to walk to class." And like, even and even like that also applies to like people who tend to say sorry a lot. Oh, like yeah. I'm one of them. And like even for things that don't need to be, you know, like apologized for, right. like just switching that from sorry to thank you puts in a much more like positive way. energy, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um what's your biggest fear? Ooh. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you want it. a fun fact, I have a, a phobia of butterflies. That's what Really? Fact. Yeah. Of butterflies? Of all things. Butterflies and moths. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> moths for sure. But um, in all seriousness, I think my... I don't know if it's, if it's my biggest fear, but one of them that I can think of from the top of my head is just like... Living a life where I just, you know, look back and feel like I could have used that time to like, you know, help other people or just like put more out in the world yeah instead of just thinking of myself and that's one thing that i'm still struggling with like how do you like especially for us cuz we're still like 
college kids with no income of our own, with only so much time in their hands, how do you make time to, you know, put yourself out there and make others happy? Like, mm-hmm. and those others don't have to be like, you know, underprivileged people. Like, how do you like do things for others constantly when there is this weird like negative energy around you? Like, how do you stay positive and help others? Like, like how do you? Because like I remember this. Um, I was talking to my mom or my dad, one of them, and I was telling them that, like, it's so hard to, like, remain positive and, like, you know, everything around you seems negative. And she was like, why can't you be the beacon of light that, like, spreads positivity? And, like, it sounds so, like, romanticized in the head and it doesn't pan out like that. But it's such a good, like, way to live your life, though. Like, why can't you be the one that, you know... And not for like, not because you're a bigger person or you want to like, you know, show yeah. your morals, but just because you want to make people's lives easier. Like there is no ulterior motive for yourself in it. And I think that's, it has to be one of my biggest fears, like not living a life that I am proud of. Yeah. So what's the way in which you, like, what's your preferred way to help people? Or do you have one? Or is it just, you know... In, in the way that you live, you want to be able to help people? Or is it like, you know, you're talking about you like making videos. Like, is that something mm-hmm. that you would potentially maybe want to explore as a as an outlet of helping people? Like, I don't know. Like, is there a certain way? Um, there are, like, multiple ways that I would, like, you know, want my hands on, but just not realistically possible, right? So I think, like, if it comes to, like, just daily things, like, this is one thing that I learned from my uh, best friend in high school. And to this day, like, I keep learning that from her even though we might not be in touch like every day as we did in high school um she used to like go extra lengths and like leave little notes for people like her friends like if they had a test they would just like she would leave a note in their locker saying that um you know i hope you have a good test or like she'd get cupcakes for someone's birthday who she wasn't even close to and like that taught me a lot about who i want to be to other people not as Mm -hmm. myself so i think that's one thing that i really try to do like do myself just you know do things for people around you without like thinking so much like she just did them without like even thinking once about like you know, selflessly if, yeah. yeah and that's such a good trait to have and I think that's one thing that I really um want to imbibe but um also for me because I'm so like creatively um inclined there is, I know there has to be a way that I can do something to help people like that. So um, I think since 10th grade, I've been working with these um, kids in like this slum in Mumbai called Dharavi. And those kids, they, they, are, they are like very big into street theater. So and it's called look cut play. So like you just like so for them, they take like issues uh, revolving their slum life. And they go and they do those plays in like little areas around there. That that's is the biggest slum in the world. It's that youth. So like, there's just so wow. many issues and stories to be told, and they do that um, in the slums. And then in eleventh grade, um, when I think in eleventh or twelfth grade, I took up this project in school um, where we did like student led plays, and all the funds from that went to those kids. And those kids, they also like performed on stage for them and that legacy has continued this is like so this is the the third year like a couple days a couple couple weeks ago was the third year that they performed um in my school and the funds went to them and 
even though I'm not like directly there, just the thought of like something that I did that people wanted to continue and people thought was a you know good enough cause to like give them those funds and give them a stage that they can you know show their talents to other theater lovers like that just it just blows my mind off like yeah. I've never been the kind of person who would want to you know leave a legacy or want my name on things but just the thought of doing like this just thought that I started it and like it's there it like it doesn't matter if my name exists with it or not right. like just the fact that those kids like you know every year they know that they can have a platform to do a play and it's just it's the best feeling in the world so that is one way that I definitely want to keep continuing doing something like theater and play and yeah like with videography I just need motivation and honestly like people who share the same vision and I know that I want to keep doing something creatively because I have that interest and skill set and I want to use that just like to do something and it doesn't have to be for um, underprivileged people like just something like a talk I was talking about the talk show that I wanted to do with um, you know we just sit down and we discuss like important topics like stuff like that like yeah right okay dude first of all the <laughs> the platform that you started for the kids to come and perform theater like that's amazing thank you like wow like quick applause <laughs> thank you so like, much so oh my god amazing. No. I, I totally get where you're coming from like it's not about having your name on mm. it or about you know getting the credit for that but the fact that you had your hand in something that you know is bringing people joy yeah especially such a vulnerable population it's hard going back to what you said you know your fear is is like living a life you're not proud of like it's really hard because i know we're only 20 are you 19 Mm -hmm. 18 19 19. like it's hard being this age and then not having everything figured out yeah and thinking that your clock is ticking and you're wasting time. It does feel like that though, right? I really, really feel like that. Like, you know, and it's been more recent that I've Mm -hmm. started feeling more of this impending sense of, oh my God, I need to get everything figured out. But yeah, no, it's really hard because I feel like I have such a limited amount of time. And I feel like it's also because you see people around you, especially, you know, I know like you like watching YouTube. So a lot Mm -hmm. of these YouTubers are like, 16, 17. Yeah. And they have followings of like millions of people. Mm-hmm. And I think the most powerful thing that people do is when they are this age and they use that as a platform to help, right? Yeah. And I should just start thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm 20. So what am I doing to help? And I'm like, oh, I don't I don't really know what I'm doing, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and I know everything comes in due time. And I know it's like, Everyone has a different journey and everyone has a different process. And the way in which everyone helps will be different too. But it's definitely one of those fears. But honestly, this podcast that you're doing, like, you don't know in what ways it might help people. And it doesn't have to be a big, gigantic thing, you know? Like, yeah, like the true. fact that you met that guy and had a 40-minute conversation now he's coming, like, to the podcast. Like, to me, that was so cool. Like... So yeah. I'm still not over the fact that that happened. <laughs> so be proud of yourself. This is yeah. something that oh, like you. you, you're getting people together, and I think that's pretty yeah. cool. I'm really, you know, the the thing I'm most excited about is that I feel like people don't, you know, we were talking about this before, but I feel like everyone's wanting to have genuine conversations mm-hmm. and wanting to be in a safe place, in a you know where they feel like they can say whatever they want, yeah. but. 
it's really hard to find those places. It is, yeah. So if this can even become a thing where, like, I don't know, like, you know, I mean, all jokes aside, not the conversation club, but, like, if, I don't know, like, maybe we can host, like, some sort of night where everyone comes together and you yeah. just mingle and you just talk and, you know, it it's is like, like a conversation chill. club. It yeah, is. just very chill, very, It's know. like a sleepover, but, like, you know, you have some good coffee. yeah. Exactly. But, <laughs> but yeah. Kind of on the flip side, what's the thing that you think is your biggest accomplishment? What are you proudest of yourself for? Um, in terms of, like, putting back to the community, it has to be that um, children's play thing. But in terms of, like, if you're talking about just, like, myself, like, I think just growing as a person like in this like throughout the entire freshman year and going through that breakup and like just getting back on my feet just by myself I think that's one thing that I'm so proud of like I don't know if you feel that way but like once you like finish freshman year you feel like oh I'm an adult and that that it just hits you when you're like oh life isn't that fun that (laughs) naive anymore and like That feeling, it has hit me. So, yeah. But yeah. coupled with that, the fact that, you know, like I have the power to like change things so much in the way I want to. It's it's a good feeling. Like just being able to be on your own feet and like knowing that no matter how bad things go, you will always be able to get up from that. Right. And that, that's probably because of accomplishment as, a, as an individual the amount of independence that you've kind of been thrown into in a sense mm. is more than I feel like some people experience you know until that that people will experience after 25 years yeah. of life or th- mm. even 30 years or you know like you're you move to a whole new country mm. and the fact that in your first year of here you went through a a breakup and it was like it was a long you said a long mm-hmm. distance relationship and so I'm assuming you guys have been dating for you know at least yeah. like definitely months two years yeah two years yeah <laughs> and so I mean yeah that's definitely something to be proud of even after freshman year I feel like for me I was still a little a little apprehensive mm-hmm. and I feel like in some ways I still am because I don't know if I'll if I'll be able to create the life that I want to yeah oh for sure yeah you know and it's like I feel like that's such a scary <laughs> realization. What's wait, wait? Do you have family here? Yeah. In Austin? Yeah. No, not in Austin. Okay. In Dallas. That's that's, that's it's like far away. It's six hours. Three and a half away. hours. Okay. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Like, what was it like for you to like, like, how was your high school experience different from your college experience? But you were just like, hmm, this is not what I thought college would be like what was that moment where you were just like oh this is so much different than what I had in my head yeah I think it's a little so when I was in high school I didn't really enjoy my last two years of Mm. high school because um I just feel like I was in a different you know how you said like you had that really good group of high school friends I feel like in my last two years I grew kind of distant from Mm. my high school friends and it wasn't because of like anything bad per se it was just that I think you know like everyone grows differently and sometimes you grow apart right so like I feel like I kind of grew apart so my last two years my saving grace I just kept thinking about was college Mm. like I was like oh I can't wait till college 
And then I got to college. And my older brother was actually doing his last year here. Mm -hmm. So he was a senior. Um, So I had a little bit of, I definitely had like a support system. Like I always had my brother um, and he was super just there for me. Mm -hmm. But I started college and I was so excited. My brother has this amazing group of friends, by the Mm -hmm. way. And so I would always look at that, and I would, and I idolized my brother, of course. Yeah. So I would idolize his friend group too, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to make a friend group like that when I get mm-hmm. to college. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, freshman year started, and I was like, huh, well, this is a this is a little different. <laughs> I feel the exact same. Oh my god, Def- no, like definitely. And then I remember my one of my brother's best friends. She was talking to me, and um, she's like, oh yeah, so how are you liking college so far? And it was October. I remember mm-hmm. it was October. We were sitting in the McCombs, like, study rooms. And she was like, yeah, so how are you liking college so far? And I was like, um, you know. And I just I just, I just started crying when I was Aww. talking to her. Because, you know, and the, it's funny to think back on now. But it's just one of those moments where, and I feel like I still have that moment. But I'm like, oh, my life is not what it should be. Yeah. Like, based off of the TV shows we watch and based off of, you know, sometimes what we see on social media. Like, it's not what it should be, you know. Mm. So I remember I was really, like sad when I was talking to her and I was a little upset because I was like I don't have that friend group yet and I don't have like you know like I don't have that group of people that I can call my family apart from family you know and she was like dude it's only October like I didn't meet you know my group of friends until like November and I was like okay cool so now I have the November deadline (laughs) one more month (laughs) one more month to like change my life basically um no, but like that, I feel like at that moment, that's when it hit me that I was upset about mm. how college was going so far. Up until then, I feel like I had just been distracting myself with the parties and the oh, excitement the classes of meeting and the excitement of everything new, new, new. Yeah. But like, you know, meeting new people doesn't mean anything if you can't form connections with connections them. with them past meeting them. You yeah. know, so. I think at that moment I started realizing I'm meeting all these people and that's great. But at the end of the day, like, who do I have? Yeah. Hmm, you know, like, oh, shoot. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, I think also, I don't know, I guess I'm still kind of struggling with that to some extent. Yeah, me too. You honestly. know, I've, I just kind of wonder, like, is that something we're always going to struggle with? Or like, will we find our tribe? Or yeah, I, don't know, like, I feel that way because like. It's like, okay, is this how adulthood looks? Like, you know, you don't find, um, like, those, like, dreamy friends. But then I see other people having that. And I'm like, is it just, like, you know, my time in life? Yeah. Not, like, not necessarily not have that, but just, like, you know, like, it's, it's it'll happen in due time. Right. And... Yeah, I feel like all of us are just so ingrained with, like, having a perfect life 24-7 that we kind of forget that it's also important to just take things slow and let things happen the way they do. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's definitely also hard because I 100% get your point about, like, maybe it's just your time to be Mm -hmm. alone. Because out of solitude comes so many great things. So true. I remember last year, my sophomore year, I was always surrounded by people. Mm -hmm. And I lost myself because of that. I lost myself so much. That happened to me freshman year. And it's the worst because I didn't realize how much sense of self I had lost until I was out of that. And I started thinking, I'm like, like, who am I? I have a big part of me, you know, like whenever I'm, whenever I'm praying, 
there's like always certain things that I pray for. And one of the things I really pray for is like, oh, I really want good relationships with people because I think that's like the most important thing in life. So I always pray for that. But I think sophomore year, I became so ingrained with having these good relationships, Mm. air quotes around good, Mm -hmm. that I like, I started wanting to please people and I started seeing myself Mm. through the eyes of others. So whenever I thought of stuff, I didn't even think of myself. I thought of, oh, well, what does this person think of me? What does this girl think? What does this guy think of me? And that's how I viewed myself. But out of solitude comes a more concrete version of who you want to be. Mm -hmm. And who you want to be is who you are. It just takes a little bit of discipline and and work ethic. Like every day waking up and saying, I am this person and I'm going to be this person. You're you're already that person. You just have to work a little bit to be that person. But yeah, I definitely get that. It's just hard for sure. What shifted that change from like you feeling... Like, you being just so, like, like not having a sense of self to realizing that, oh, this is wrong. Yeah. It was this past summer. I So, I um, I interned this past summer. Mm-hmm. And what I did is um, how the internship worked is three weeks I was in Miami. And then Ooh. six weeks I was in Austin. Yeah. So, Miami, like, super cool, super <laughs> fun. Like, right? Like, it sounds like the dream. I get there and it was pouring. Like, oh, it was no. thundering, rainstorms all three weeks. It was the no. worst. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, is Miami always like this? They're like, oh, only during all the summer months. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Love that. I came in the middle of June. <laughs> so there was that. But um, no, so because I, so I, my internship started June 8th and school ended like May 20th or something. So in about two weeks, like I, I was at home for two weeks and then I went to Miami. Dude, my time in Miami was so lonely and and I don't even I I don't like using the word lonely because it has like a negative connotation but I don't think it was negative because it taught me so much so Mm -hmm. I I arrived in Miami and I like unpacked and everything and I'm in my dorm I don't have a car or anything right I'm in my dorm um I'm just sitting there and I was like okay well what do I do now and it was raining outside (laughs) so I can't even walk around explore so I'm just sitting in my dorm and I'm just like you know like I guess watching YouTube watching some Netflix like doing something to pass the time but then I started, like, thinking, right? Like, as you do, if you're just alone, you're just like, oh, let me just reflect on life, I guess. <laughs> and I started thinking. I was like, so, like, who am I? <laughs> I was like, you know, so, like, now I'm, you know, like, I'm I'm 20 years old. Like, what have I done that I'm proud of? Like, I've now successfully finished two years of college. Like, am I where I thought I would be? And I was like, no, not at all. And a big part of that is because the things that I was really passionate about, I feel like, I didn't focus on that. And I didn't, you know, like, even with this podcast, like, this was kind of like my baby. Like, at the end of freshman year, I was really excited about it. I even filmed a conversation freshman year, actually, or recorded. But I did it on my crappy Apple earphones with this small microphone. (laughs) I didn't know this was a thing. But, um, yeah, like, I, you know, at the end of freshman year, I was still kind of working towards that. Sophomore year, like I said, totally distracted mm-hmm. um and now this year I'm back at it but during the summer I was like what did I do this year really and the thing is what's so funny is the people you're trying to impress or you're trying to get validation from usually you don't give a anything about yeah. <laughs> like you don't so care about those people why are you trying so hard to impress them 
Like, why are you sacrificing who you are? Why are you making yourself smaller? Why are you doing that for people who, frankly, don't care about you and you don't care about them? So what's what are you even doing? Mm. Right. Like, that's so silly. And the biggest thing that I realized this summer is that after college ends, you're only going to keep in touch with the people you want to keep in touch with. That is so true. Because we're so going true. to have completely different lives. We're all going to be working completely different places. Maybe you're even in the same city, but you're going to be, you know, you have your own problems and your own mm-hmm. your own thing. So unless you make an effort to keep in touch with people, you will not keep in touch. Yeah. So that's another thing I realized. I was like, you know, those people that I was so worried about, where are they now? I don't know. And I don't care to know. If, you know, like, I just realized that I was like, I really wasted a whole year of not doing what I wanted to do for what for what because after college I'm not gonna yeah you know I I know know exactly what you mean yeah Yeah. so I don't know this summer was like a big turning point for me like a big turning point I'm glad I'm glad too (laughs) but it's like with with this realization then comes other issues that I'm like okay well fine now I want to do this podcast but like how am I going to do the podcast and how is it going to grow and how is it, you know, like, how is it going to work? But at the end of it, at the end of the day, I'm really happy because it allows me to sit down with, like, people like you and, like, we've been talking for an hour and four seconds and it's felt like (laughs) it's been 10 minutes. It does, yeah. You know, so, like, I don't know, as long, my kind of philosophy in life is as long as you're happy and having fun, like, it's a success, you know? So, like... What's kind of what's been the what's been the biggest turning point for you? You think was it when you went back to India and yeah. you realized yeah the summer from media yeah that was yeah I was like because there was just so many um, I don't know if toxic is that I I mean I think it is but just like there was just so many traits about me that I noticed that it you know like up until like when I was here in the last semester I was more of a victimizing kind of person that you know like yeah. oh why don't I have friends but it was never like oh what am I doing actively to get the connections that I would value because I felt the same way I was like oh look at this group of people but when I went back home summit I was like where are they am I actually wanting to talk to them or am I at peace without their presence in my life and more than often it was latter it was like oh like you know it's fine if I don't have them like yeah. I love them but also like it's yeah <laughs> I'm happier that way and yeah like I so um we were talking about like realizations and problems that like oh I have a podcast but like what am I gonna do so like over the summer I read this book called um the subtle art of not giving a fuck have you have you read I that I love that yeah book. me too and like this um I haven't finished it yet because I tried I like either. I go back to it whenever I feel like I need to a little push. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's this one chapter that I think is like s- stayed with me. And it was about um, problems and how like if you imagine a life without problems, you're just like either super narcissistic or you're just romanticizing the idea of life. And mm-hmm. if you look at because more than often we like we don't realize that every decision that you make is going to come with this set of problems. And yeah in the end like you know you want things to move smoothly but you won't be happy that like that feeling of like oh things are moving smoothly I'm happy won't happen unless you have you know gone through that emotions of oh things are not working out because when they do work out 
after a lot of not working out and like you spending your time and energy, that moment means a lot more to you than it would if, you know, like everything yeah. was laid out in a platter to you and you were just like, hmm, I'm just gonna, you know. That's so true. Yeah, and I think that chapter really, it sounds so weird because it, like, it was like five pages of um, a random book, but it changed the way I look at things. Or like I talk about things, you know. So I think it's interesting though, you said like you're just romanticizing life. Yeah. If you want a life without problems. Like that's not what life is. And it's not going to be that way ever. Like right. more than often, if you have a life where everything is smooth, you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, you know, people keep talking about like how the richest people are the most unhappy people on um, the planet because they have everything they could want like at a hand's reach. Yet they're unhappy and that's for a reason because problems are going to make you want that feeling of happiness and you're going to value it even more. Right. Also, I want to go back to when you were talking about like the idea of having friends mm-hmm. and then you thought to yourself, you're like, and eh, do I really want them or am I at peace without them? And you were at peace without them. Like there's always that thing of do we really want something? Like we do we really want that thing or do we want are we more in love with the idea of having mm, something so or do true. we actually want yeah. the thing, you know? Because even when I think about, like, friendships and such, and I think about, oh, you know, Sneeville's college experience is, like, so it just seems, like, so much fun. Like, it's all, yeah. like, partying and, like, f- like just friends all the time mm. and, you know, like, all this fun stuff. And I'm like, but it, first of all, nothing is as it seems. And yeah. everyone's going through struggles that you know nothing about. But um, also, like, yeah, it's like having an honest conversation with yourself and thinking, like, is this what I really want? Or is it just something I think I want? Because I mm-hmm. saw them post a picture on social media and they all look really cute and I, like, want to be a part of that. <laughs> like, that's so true. Someone um, that I look up to, they told me that, you know, like, in terms of friendships, like, no matter how hard you try to make friends, it's only going to work out when you have a connection both ways. Like, mm. no matter how hard you go, like, oh, let's make plans to hang out. If you don't feel, if I may use the word refreshed or, like, energized after you hang out with them, like, it's going to be more of, like, oh, friends you hang out with over a weekend, not, like, your 3 a.m. friend buddies. And there is no reason why you would want to even push for that when you know that, that like, pushing your energy in that direction is not going to help you in any way and I think that's something that I still struggle with just like you know go cool people I want to like you know be friends with them but also realizing that hmm like am I like feeling good about this like do I feel like I'm reaching for something that I don't um, necessarily like I'm not not getting reciprocated or am I actually having like a two-way conversation with someone and most of the times like even in my freshman year and even like a couple of times this semester it's just been me trying to reach out for something only to then realize that hmm like maybe this is not about them not wanting to be friends with me it's mainly just you just don't vibe with that person and it's not it's no one's fault like it's not that someone's trying to be rude with you it's just that just how things work and you would rather have connections than you know yeah random people in your life that's such an important lesson to learn it took me so long to realize that it it's not worth hanging out with a hundred people that make you feel not that great versus hanging out with yourself like i would much rather you know you like 
everyone would much mm. rather should or like should much rather hang out with themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I think it takes a long time to learn that it's a two-way street. Cuz I feel like we always think if we can just if we can just be that person for them, if we can just be funny enough or be yeah, cool oh enough God, or yeah. be them enough, like them enough, you know, then it'll be enough for a friendship, but usually it's not. And it's not even good for you yeah. to be in that friendship because if you're not clicking with the person, why are you friends with them? And we all like a lot of the times we also tend to um like you know blame ourselves like oh is it my fault like you know am i not putting more effort and it might be true sometimes but most of the times when you like you know in college and trying to like make new friends and stuff it you end up realizing that it's not your or anyone's fault it's just everyone's growing in their own way and some people will like you know end up growing together and some will grow apart and it's just how yeah. things work and it goes back to the idea of um, you know like universe and time and just things getting placed at the right time that moment and I think honestly even though it's so hard it just requires patience like you just need patience and hopefully one day you'll find your tribe you'll find your family mm-hmm. yeah that was a really good note to end it on because you know you just did a whole full circle <laughs> you ended that perfectly for me <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes, like, friends that I made at the start of college, you know, I've grown apart with. And some people I've met in a podcasting session (laughs) are friends now. And it's crazy how, like, timing works and the universe works. And I don't know. I'm really grateful for it all at the end of the day because it's really cool. But thank you, Saki, for joining me. Thank you for having me. me. This was was amazing. I really, I'm excited for Riot on Thursday. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give y'all an update (laughs) of how that goes, what we end up doing. But thank you everyone for listening in. Stay tuned for the next episode of Skipping the Small Talk. And I'll catch y'all later. Bye. Oops, I actually lied. I'm back for 30 more seconds to share with you my takeaways. Um, One, one of the things that I learned from Saki was to influence the energy. Don't be influenced by it always. You have the power to change your environment. So don't always rely on other people or other factors to make you feel positive and in a good mood. You can do that for yourself. Um, two, I also learned that the energy you put into the world is what you will receive. You might even have a film made by you by Dan Mace. So if that's not motivation, I don't know what is. And three relationships, friendships, they're all two-sided. You know, sometimes things don't work out. Maybe you're not compatible. Maybe you outgrow your friends, whatever it is. Um, It's not really anyone's fault. Uh, Just keep it moving and you will find your family. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for being here. You're officially the coolest person ever, objectively. Um, Send me your takeaways or your thoughts on Instagram at skipping the small talk. I would love to hear them. For real this time, I will see y'all on the next episode. Have a beautiful day and I'll catch you later. Thank you.